0: Thank you for joining Chronic Curiosity today. As always, any type of interaction, uh, comments, likes, subscribes, particularly uh, reviews, any of those things, we really appreciate the interaction and the feedback from the audience. There is also chronic-curiosity.com where you can reach us, send us some questions, send us some ridiculous ideas. Uh, We have some plans to talk about, well, more ridiculous things. There's also a store up on that website. You can find yourself a comfy t-shirt. That also helps support the show if you enjoy what we do. Um, I don't know why, but thank you for being here. It's fine. I don't know how to do any of this shit. None of it.
1: It seems to be working out pretty decent.
0: I don't know. Is, it doesn't? It?
1: I yeah. think so.
0: You think so? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I mean, I have fun. I guess that's really all that matters. We started this thing and said we were just going to do it because we wanted to, right? Yep. It works.
1: Holy shit. I thought that was a sort of a DMX <laughs> song. I was like, we're going to go straight to that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I was like,
2: dun, That. Dun, that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That rest, was impressive. Rest in peace. I,
0: yeah. I know. I know. Fucking DMX is fucking badass. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, man. I'm a fan. That's super fucked up. Man, once again, just come out of nowhere and just hit me with something I never expected. On my own, on our own podcast, right off the rip. That was, I mean. Well, he—he like had a heart complications from a heart attack, right?
1: Uh that's what I heard. I didn't read about it. I don't know if there was any like secondary causes to that, or
0: yeah, I didn't see anything either. But I mean, as much as I love the dude, he had some—he had some problems.
1: He had a pretty troubled past
0: uh, and present. I mean, I remember maybe that's one of the reasons that like i, I remember thinking like dmx was just a badass like i remember like after like his albums came out after i was already a huge fan of him he uh i remember at one point like he he got arrested for like car j- or stealing some like something 1983 sh- like old how dare or something you like that and it was like but you are a multi-millionaire well, why are you stealing 300 hundred dollar cars he- <laughs> like, <what? laughs>
1: old habits die hard baby <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Fucking be in the Gotta keep He's the fucking... skills sharp. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. It was just like a Sunday afternoon. Probably, practice. He probably
1: got done watching, <laughs> gone in 60 seconds, It was like, oh, let's oh, do yeah. this.
3: Exit was, Wounds.
0: Ex, yo, exit, exit wounds. wounds. That was a great movie. A, a great you ever movie. seen Exit Wounds? That was uh, a good one. Was it, it was it him and Seagull?
2: Seagal, I just was going to ask yeah. who in it.
3: Gabrielle Union, I think. Oh, uh, was it? Was she in mm-hmm.
2: Exit Wounds? I think I know she, she was. was in Bad Boys. I Wait,
1: was that What the. fuck you doing? Was that the. Who was Jet Li in that one, or was that a different one?
0: Mm. I don't know. It was the cast of exit one. That was a good movie. It was a great movie. Um, But I think it was Steven Seagal and DMX. It was, it was <laughs> like what a fucking combo. Legends.
1: Old Steven Seagal. Dude, oh, Steve, Under Siege. What a great movie.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen that one.
1: Stripper jumping out of a cake.
0: Was- Happy birthday. <laughs> You can't go wrong there,
1: right? Well, you probably could I go wrong. I mean, there's wrong, probably but...
0: ways you could go wrong. Depends on what kind of stripper it is. we talking like the, the 1 o'clock shift No, stripper? no, no, no. She was prime time. I'm saying PM. Oh, she was prime time? So she, she was primetime. 1 AM. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, There's a big difference between the yeah, 1 Yeah, I thought she the meant the 1 PM. I was like, yeah. we've
1: seen those at a, yeah. at a... Well, not you and me, but... Uh, <laughs>
0: I've been in New Orleans at one o'clock in the afternoon. I know what one p.m. strippers look like. Yeah, yeah. I
1: I have been to a truck stop strip club, Ooh, and it wasn't one p.m. Stop. And the one p.m. strippers were still stripping. <laughs> that was the well, uh, the quality.
0: Well, that was I think that was location more than anything. Know what to say about real estate? Yeah, location, location, location.
1: Yeah. location. Yeah. No one of my one of my we were doing ODOT, and one of my guys fell in love. Oh. And he got a little too handsy. And he accidentally fish hooked one of them.
2: Mm.
1: And he didn't even know he did it. Oh. We had to leave it. Like a, he
0: got a little too drunk.
1: Yes, a lot too drunk. We had to leave it at a rather
0: expedited pace. I could see that. That's all bad. You never want to fish hook anybody.
1: No. <laughs> no especially a stripper. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's not nice.
1: No, it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not nice. They're just there
0: trying to get a job done.
1: We were profusely apologetic. and we I would hope so. threw lots of green and left.
0: If anyone tries to fish hook me, they better be apologetic and throw lots of green I mean, That's about the only way we're gonna do I'd gonna take leave. a
3: fish hook for a few dollar bills.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, close on or close off, cats. What are we talking to here?
3: How much money are you giving?
1: <laughs> it was a lot, I think we threw that's honestly.
3: Cool. I also stand corrected. It looks like it was Eva Mendez. I'm not really sure how I got those confused, but uh yeah, follow up was
0: Gabriel Union. Was people.
3: Cradle to the Grave. Oh, okay. that's yes. when you were talking about. Was Jet
1: Lee and that is the one Jet Lee was in?
0: I feel like that's more fitting.
1: When were these movies? Like the late nineties, early two thousands. No,
0: well, Exit Wounds probably was early two thousands.
1: They drive a sweet car in that movie.
0: The yellow. No, it was uh, what's his name? Two thousand and one. Okay, uh, with the yellow Hummer. Oh, what's that? Anderson. Anthony
1: Anderson in that? Yes. Is that? Okay. He yeah, like, has yeah, that yeah, yeah.
0: giant yellow Hummer. He pulls up. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And, and then Steven Seagal
3: uh, handcuffs him to his own bumper. Was oh, that okay. the right movie? <laughs>
1: I feel like I need to revisit these.
3: <laughs> I loved that movie. I watched it a lot. I oh, yeah. was a fan of oh, that
0: was Yeah, because that's when uh, that somebody was trying to break into his car. Okay. And he, like, and it was a bunch of like little hoodlums or whatever. And he was like, you guys are doing all wrong. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he was like, boop, boop and he unlocked it and they were like try to beat him up and of course Steven Seagal kicks his True. ass <laughs> right? yeah. oh yeah it's classic
3: I am not thinking exit wounds give me a second what,
0: you... what do you mean you're not thinking X ex... wounds we, we said exit no wounds. I was
3: the one where I was thinking um...
0: what, what do you mean what were you thinking
1: the little known entrance wounds entrance wounds
0: <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not going to touch it. Oh shit! Mm. Either way.
3: Gabrielle Union was in Cradle to the Grave. Okay, not Exit Wounds. So I knew she played with DMX no, in one. She so it was, was the with second one, right? yes. Was so like she the... was in Cradle to the Grave, and which bad was in Boys. 2003, and Bad Boys. Bad Boys is bad. That was a great movie. Fantastic.
1: That's probably what made you want to get a Porsche, wasn't it? No, no, no. Even further back than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that old school. I I remember. I do remember when I when I saw that portion of the opening scene yeah. of Bad Boys. I'm like, ah, they're reading my mind. And and that, was, that, was, that
1: was that was what like a, like a 96 maybe 911 turbo. Like
0: a, oh yeah, oh the car. Yeah, yeah it was. I want to say it was like 93 maybe. It might have been like a mid. It might have been a little later, but it was yeah that early to mid 90s 911 yeah. turbo with that big old beautiful simple whale tail. Oh man. What I would give to be one of those balls just dragging along. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that Martin Lawrence slide at the beginning, where he's like, talk, where he was eating, he's trying to eat in the car, and mm-hmm. like he dropped the French fries down the yeah. seat. He's like, "What do you mean there's no fucking cup holders in here?" It's like, you no know, cup holders. You spend however much money on a car. He's like. It's a big, shiny dick, and we're just the two balls just dragging it
1: along. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I
3: remember then they tried to get um, carjacked, and Tig was in it from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, that was yeah. Tig. Remember we watched that? was obviously waiting
0: Tig was I think. Yeah. I we watched that afterwards. Like,
3: oh, my God, it's Tig,
0: the guy who screws dead people. Yeah. Because oh. then it was, great. I think, that
1: Frenchman was in it. Um he was the bad guy, and he gets in that. Is he uh, French? Ah, uh, so I think he pretended
0: he, to be Colombian. Though, yeah, didn't he? Uh, or no.
1: no, no, no. This is the first one, isn't it? Isn't the French guy in that one?
0: Oh, that's right. That that guy, he, was, that dude, was in a movie. Yeah, I with, think he pretended to be Russian.
1: Okay, I think that dude was in another movie with Jet Li, and I think he's actually French.
0: Oh, is he? Maybe
1: it was. Uh, Who is the kiss, bad guy kiss of the, the dragon? The, I think. I think it was that oh, same I guy. Haven't seen that one? Oh, that one's awesome. That there's that a song. He fights this uh, big black dude in that movie. Dude, just straight jacked, in that song uh, "Neptunes," uh, "Ooh, baby, you want me? We can get this lap dance here for free." Dude, it's a great fight scene. But you remember that. he drives that Shelby Cobra? Yes, yes,
0: Is that I, like sixty was it sixty five, probably sixty five.
1: So, dude, I've I been I've so actually many. been looking at those. There's a lime green one that's
0: beautiful. No,
1: stop up in Michigan. Why not? <laughs> Why not?
0: you and your lime green? Who was who was the bad guy in the in the first bad boys? Can you throw it? it up on there so we can see it? Oh, I guess if you have the other thing. Um, I feel like it, maybe that it was the second one that I was thinking of.
1: So the second one definitely it was, was the a Russian guy. Was uh, he Russian? Yeah, yeah. This was yeah, yeah. There was definitely a Russian, and there was a uh, like a Colombian. Yeah, because the Everybody Colombian comes on was property. threatening property, the Russian guy yeah. like
0: and he put his like uncle, or he put it, like his one of his dudes are in a barrel or whatever. Like yeah, you know, he was like Ooh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then the Russian guy showed up at the Colombian compound. And yeah. He was like
2: Mother Russia. Two guns, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, phenomenal movies, great movies. <laughs> Just <laughs> he was hammered.
1: Yeah, it says Bad Boys was ninety five.
0: Well, ninety five, okay. Ninety five. Man, I wonder what car. I bet that. I bet that Porsche was like a ninety one or something then, because mm. it was a little older. It wasn't brand new. I remember thinking like, oh, that was
1: probably a... yeah, probably ninety one to ninety three or something yeah, like that. That was my my guess. Those, 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 those cars things. are so expensive now, dude. Uh, that's so because they're collectors' items,
0: is what they are. Yeah, so cool. What? Over there, cyan.
3: I can say I looked it up and I said it was a nine eleven carrera. Mm-hmm.
0: That sounds. About right. I mean, that's probably right. I was, we were wondering what year it was.
1: Who, dude? I, I, I was right about that. The bad guy, but I don't even think I can
0: pronounce his name. No. Oh, he was. He was grew up in Paris. up in He, was, up like in a it said said he was born guy, in Istanbul. Right? I was yeah. thinking the. Oh, it's screen. Not Jet Li, but the guy below him. oh Ka not Keru? Kairou? Kairou? I don't know how to pronounce it. Chake Kairou? Yeah, that's why I didn't K-car-ru? even try. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I know my limitations.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I, was, I, figured, I think the Bad Boys, I think that's one of those few movies, though. I mean, Bad Boys one was really good. It's a phenomenal movie. Mm. But I think Bad Boys 2, like, it's one of those very few series that the second one was possibly like just as good as the first one
1: dude when he takes that molly the fish <laughs>
0: yeah. that's a nice fucking fish cap big fucking eyes but a nice fucking fish he's calling was he talking to his wife he's like you should see some of the sexy shit I yeah. got
2: off right yeah.
0: is he high is he high right now? right in the beginning when they when they go on that chase and they destroy all those cars and shit. Yeah. And the Cap's like, in a fucking boat? How do you destroy a, a boat in a car chase? <laughs> like, ah, Fantastic. Great movies.
1: And yeah. the Jamaicans. Kiss of the Dragon, bro. You got to check that out. I'll
0: have to check that out. Um, it reminds me, um, have you ever seen, what is it? It's. Uh, it was a, I think it was a Thai movie. The uh, elephants. I think I made you watch that with me once. It was like, um, oh, what was? It? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure the guy was a Thai actor. He was like a Thai like stunt and like martial arts actor, but it was something to do with elephants. And like the the last elephant or something like that, and it had some of the craziest fight scenes. Yeah, I've ever seen. Like it was like one of those like. 50 guys on one and he was doing just crazy stuff but the interesting thing was um he did all of his own scenes okay so he like he did some like hardcore parkour shit mm-hmm. and like fighting and stuff like at one point he he did a backflip and kicked out a streetlight at like 10 feet high but it was like there was an, it was it was a movie made with no cgi yeah and no stunt devil
1: that's doubles. pretty cool.
0: Yeah. It was like the movie's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You know But if you like watch the movie, understanding that there's no CGI and no stunt doubles, it's like, Oh, like realize that this guy is actually doing all the things that there's no wires, no nothing. It's like, okay, this is kind of cool to to look at it through that spectrum.
1: That is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: It's super neat. Uh, is it the last? No, it's not. Th- mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what movie that is now. It's like, just search like a, uh, like tie elephant martial arts movie.
1: Those are our I, keywords.
0: I, had, those, I think those are our keywords. Yeah. Cause I remember it was something to do with an elephant. Like, cause, and then they
1: do any stunts off an elephant or anything? Or is that a, uh, no,
0: it was like something to do with like, metaphor. I think he was like fighting back against a kind of like a local, Gang um, called like the gang, elephants. No, that that were using elephants in like illegal mm. animal trade stuff, ivory trade, kind of like stuff. ivory trade. Like, and he was like, and he <laughs> had like a best friend, that like he grew up with, that was an elephant.
1: Oh, I got you. You know
0: what I mean? Kind of like one of those deals. Um, we should do one called the protector. The protector.
1: P- the protector.
0: That- yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, throw that up on the screen. I'm gonna see that.
1: We should do one called the pangolin. The p- yeah, we grew up as a pet pangolin, and then <laughs>
0: a pangolin. <what's> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I think I've actually seen that before.
0: Kam must go. Yeah, a young fighter named Oh, oh that's an ad. Oh, the stuff's on there. Yeah, the protector. So it's, um,
1: sounds pretty sweet.
0: Tom Goon. a young fighter named Kam must go to Australia to retrieve his stolen elephant with the help of a Thai-born Australian detective. Kam must take on all corners. Dude, including how? a gang led by an evil woman and her two deadly bodyguards.
1: How do you retrieve an elephant? Like, how are we bringing that back? Does it, I don't know. It's a big raft. It's a dumbo. I mean, it <laughs> <laughs> flies, but yeah. how are we You're bringing just, that back?
0: Yeah, I don't know how do you, they got the it? C-130. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. I, at the time it was a young elephant, but it's that's one of those movies where it's old. It's made in 2005, but it was uh, realizing that oh, this guy is doing this stuff. It's gotcha. Like, it's kind of like the original, like Jackie Lee or, or Jackie Chan or. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, like they're yeah. actually doing this. Shit. Sure. Like that's kind of cool.
1: So the pangolin, do you on board for that?
0: What's the, what's a pangolin? Have we talked about this before?
1: Mm, I don't know that we have talked. It's like, this, a it's a, like a scaled mammal and there, there's not that many of them left and they're highly sought after. Look this thing up. It's kind of a funky looking little creature. A pangolin. Yeah. It kind of I've look-
0: learned more about wildlife since starting oh. this podcast. Um, Oh, it looks almost like kind of like an anteater.
1: Kind in of, a yeah. Sense. It's scaled. They're cool.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: That is really cool.
1: Kind of a cute, that's... cute, ugly little
3: critter. It kind of looks like an armadillo.
1: Well, yeah, yeah a Or bit. armadillo.
0: Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's better. That's probably better. An armadillo with a um a But like, an an a, anteater
3: but like a dragon. That's super if cool. If an
1: anteater <laughs> and an armadillo and a dragon <laughs> had a threesome, yeah. it would be a pangolin.
0: More like armadildo. <laughs> <right>? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of cool looking
3: wait what how do we get onto these things
1: oh uh, so they're talking yeah. about endangered species and fighting for them and i said what if we come out with our own movie called the pangolin we mm-hmm. grew up with a pet pangolin and then someone steals it and we have to go retrieve it it's the so, american version it's not a bad idea now we just got to get a hold of a pangolin and we have
0: a and we have a sidekick it's a bald eagle that helps out, obviously. Obviously, I mean, obvi.
1: <laughs> I don't know that. That sounds a little too toxically
0: masculine, Fred. Uh,
1: Maybe like a red-tailed hawk, and we just rainbow dip its tail feathers.
0: I could see that. And then will like, that
1: appease the masses?
0: <laughs> Probably nothing. Nothing will appease the masses. Hold on.
1: We'll give, We'll give it a sex change, and then we'll check all boxes.
0: So it's a a rainbow-tailed female trans hawk boom it's not a bad idea mm. so it, it's a female that is it, it's a female that transitioned to a male because i've seen those memes not all pregnant people are women have you, you <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you've never seen those obviously. no i
1: did see that movie with arnold schwarzenegger and uh oh danny devito I think. Or, no, no, no. Maybe it's not Danny DeVito. Is Danny DeVito in that one too? I saw that one in the movie Theater when I was a kid where he gets pregnant, but I don't know what you are talking about.
0: Yeah. There's memes out there.
3: Oh, well, it's because if you identify as a male, but you you have female reproductive organs, then you are referred to as a man, but you are now pregnant. So they're saying not all. Yes.
1: I don't think that's the way the animal kingdom actually works. And I studied some animals, and I happen to have one of those little worthless biology degrees.
0: I don't think that's how biology works.
3: (laughs)
1: And I just don't know that we learned that in any biology class.
3: Well, they weren't woke tone
1: yeah i guess they weren't woke i mean they were just doing things like mapping the human genome and cloning things and you know
3: they things also that think that, that really animals matter. don't have feelings so i'm not sure here we've come at a cross full circle that was one <laughs> lady's
1: opinion i need i want to put her in touch with
0: you here we are at a crossroads put you guys in touch do animals have feelings and can animals change their genders?
3: Listen, my husband so doesn't pee can. out of excitement when I walk in the door at night. Layla sometimes does. So I just think.
1: I mean, not not unless you're filming an R. Kelly video, but.
0: I could. That's hard, though. We've talked about that before. Peeing with an erection is difficult. Not impossible, though. It's not impossible. That's not easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing worth wildlife is.
0: Oh, man yeah this is vastly going down yeah very fastly going down drain. um i'm here for it yeah (laughs) um so pangolin
1: it's a good idea r kelly videos toxic masculinity we just just transgender hawks it's not a bad idea i don't know that we have any boxes left to check at this point
0: Oh, I think we'll <laughs> we just gonna end it. Just ten, boom. We'll be right like there. twenty minutes in. Fifteen minute podcast. Done. Tw- yeah, fifteen minutes in. Done. Boom. Nailed all. It, touched <laughs> all the subjects. Um, can and P- do Max?
3: Can mm-hmm. P Diddy's "Shake Your Tail Feather" be our theme song? No, that's yeah. Nelly. It's P Diddy and Nelly together.
0: Mm, but whose is it? Well, I th- I'm pretty sure it's a Nelly thing with
3: with P, P Diddy it, on it, it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. They do it together. I feel like that
0: was more of a Nelly.
1: Thing. Can we give the hawk like a gold beak and then cue up? Let me see your
0: grill, your what, your grill. Well,
1: we you're talking
3: drink. about, you know,
0: Bedazzled
1: painting the,
3: the tail feathers. So I thought, you know. For
0: really pitching liberage. it back to the early 2000s. Liberace. I,
1: I saw Nelly at a concert
0: one time. I have also seen Nelly at a concert. Not that terrible. Yeah. We see Nelly at a concert. I was
3: trying to think, when was that?
0: Throwback. So here's a little fun story, interesting. Oh, was, it, was that at Rover Fest? It was, was- at Fest. <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. Were you? Did you? Did you see him there? Were you there? No. I was not there. Um. So that was a really interesting. So we saw him at a Rover Fest, which is, uh, for those who don't know, Rover is a Cleveland-based radio show and used to throw a yearly bash with uh, music artists and whatnot and ridiculousness. Um, Pretty eclectic mix of. Yeah, I mean, he would have every. I mean, I've seen some of my probably some like my favorite concerts. Some some of them at a rovers fest because um i mean there's been times where we've seen like i said nelly um to andrew wk uh trapped which was a huge you know high school like yeah. time period for me um really Strong, them. That that yeah they have a lot of good stuff but yeah that was like one of the things I seven dust you said seven dust which was a fun i still love fucking seven dust they're phenomenal um hold on was nickel back there no, they have not had Nickelback. Yeah. No,
1: um, I would
3: watch that. Yeah, be she,
0: she lost her. Soul. Somebody said the other day they're like the best band
1: ever, Nickelback. Uh,
0: the best band to fucking fool people. They're just, I mean, I'm, I get it. I get it. But let's not put them in a group with good bands. That's just <laughs> ridiculousness. Um, How about Creed? Do you see Creed there? No. But I, I understand Creed. Because Creed, it was kind of like the Nirvana, where Nirvana had we talked about. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, like Nirvana's, they didn't, they weren't really all that talented. Yeah, they were just different. True, and they appealed to people at that time, and they were able to catch. They were they maybe they start. They I, don't know, I wouldn't say they started the wave. Scott
1: Scott Staff is that the dude's name? Scott Stapp. Stapp. Okay. I think Stapp
0: from Creed. So yeah.
1: was that the original like original the original Nickelback?
0: Yeah, that was the original Nickelback. <laughs> so that
1: CD was stuck in one of my vehicles, and I could oh, not get it out. God. But it would still play. You, and it wasn't my CD. Did you
0: burn the car? No. I, every now and then,
1: I would just I would listen to it.
2: Yeah. On long I mean, drive. I will
0: say, Creed wasn't that bad. It was kind of it's kind of like the Nickelback thing. They, it's not that they're bad. I mean, they're fairly decent. Like, yeah. They make catchy music. Same with Creed, they made decent music, but it was just like. Uh, you hear three of their songs. You've heard Calm all, all, all of them. 50 of them what or about, all 80 of them. However, there are so many songs that sound exactly the same. What about Buck Cherry?
1: Were they at Roverfest?
0: No. Oh. <laughs> like I said, she's not much of a music. Calm music down, Cassie. Yeah. Um, I did see POD, which, which was weird because they were in that time frame of Christian band at the time. No, no. Are or, you sure? Well, they, I mean, it depends on what you define as a Christian band. Um, but during high school, like they were kind of big and I saw them as kind of like a creed type band, like playing. And I think they like, were way harder than creed though. Weren't no, they? they were, but like their songs were pretty like vanilla, yeah, and then, like, yeah. not,
1: not edgy, not like pushing the
0: envelope. Yeah. Or even like their music wasn't like anything that spectacular, whatever. Um, but I tell you what, they put on a hell of a fucking concert
1: why if you're saying Blue, awesome?
0: yeah blew my mind because i was there it was the same in the Roverfest i was there for the, like trapped i knew i heard that trapped was going to be there and there was a couple other i think the no it wasn't the used but there was another band that i was like i'm going to this concert i remember telling this is when i wasn't quite as bold as i am now i remember telling old castle when the um the lineup came out mm-hmm. and trapped is on there and the, i said i texted her, i said going to rubber fest this year period and she's like oh you're just going can I come with I said yeah you can if you want to but if not I'm going like I'm, I'm like I'm just telling you right now I'm going yeah um and I said like, you
1: weren't as bold then or you were more bold then I'm
0: more bold now I, I was gotcha. not as bold then and bold in what sense just being able to tell my wife like hey I'm doing this
3: That makes me sound really terrible. I feel like you should really add in to. I was gonna say,
1: I I feel like like your relationship is at a point now where there's like this different level of respect. Oh, absolutely. And this this underlying like we do these things. You know, there's this this give and this take, and it's it's. Less bold, more understanding
0: because of a built. Relationship.
3: It's not like I had rules or like, "Hey, you can't go do these things." It's <laughs> no. not my fault you didn't go do these things. Do you
0: want the megaphone, cast? No, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> goddamn, you didn't even give me a fucking second to fucking explain it. Fred. Yeah, so uh, there was multiple things that were going on. Um, I think are obviously that was years and years and years ago. So our relationship has um, progressed and matured, and and myself has. I have also progressed and matured in different things. So it was one of those, I was like, at that time, it's a, it's a little bit of a ton of things, but one of the things was like, I just didn't feel comfortable being like aggressive with like what I wanted to do or whatever. I don't know if that's a good explanation. It's a terrible Probably. explanation. It's not. Maybe,
1: not, maybe not the explanation. I think the phrasing. Like, I don't know that yeah. you really need to be aggressive. No, not
0: aggressive, but it's just like- But I, just more overt about the things you want to do. Yeah,
1: that I no, could so like-
3: I think it's normally you're like, hey, I'd like to go do this thing and if it interests me or not. it was Instead, it was a text, hey, don't care if you want to go or not, I'm going to Roverfest. Fest. Yeah. And I was like,
2: <laughs> okay, who's going?
3: Like-
0: yeah, He's I I was still even do that. I don't now. know and, who
3: any of these people are. I don't right. give a fuck.
0: Um, one one thing so that mic you get talking to talk into the side of it, so you want to lift it up. Yeah, right there. You want to talk into the side of it. It's a different mic. Yeah, but no, that's exactly what it is. Because like I yeah. used to be very like gotta mouth that thing a different way there. Cats. Yeah, you do. So you gotta just start at the side. Um, <laughs> like a lollipop. Uh, yeah, exactly like a lollipop. Yeah. Uh, um. No, I used to be very much more insecure with myself. So I think a lot of times the people that are insecure, um, this is just me projecting or doubling with my feelings at the time was I was insecure with my own person. So I was like, I had to like, try to like not get in trouble with people. And I always felt like I had to try to please people. So it was like, Hey, like it was always like, Hey, I kind of like, I mean, this sounds kind of, you know, it's kind of like a little kid. Like, Hey, this, this sounds kind of cool. And then you wait to see what the other person's response is. Well, you know, I'd like to, uh, I don't know. Like, I'd like to go if it's okay with you. And then at some point, like, and that was one of those things where I was like, Hey, I'm doing this. And that was, like I said, very different than what I am now. Um, Not that I'm more disrespectful of her now because it's not it's not necessarily respecting it was about an internal thing but it was like at that point it was like hey this is something that like in my mind at that point was like bucket list like hey, I'm, I'm doing this like so <laughs> here we go um but all the way back pod didn't expect them yeah didn't expect them to put on much of a show so and was fucking phenomenal so
1: are they the best band that you've ever seen live who is the best band
0: that you've ever seen live Um, well I will say real quick before we move on to that that same night right after that Lil Jon played and that was a great time too (laughs) yeah it was fucking yeah! It what? was hilarious. So good.
3: Yeah, yeah. But also, the first Rover Fest we went to was when we saw Nelly, which I think is how the story yes. Oh started. yeah, that's how
0: the story started. And that was an interesting story. Well, yeah, just circle back to that real quick, thank you. So the first when when I saw Nelly or we saw Nelly, Jinzaki, just show up. Um, circle back. Um, yeah, so yeah. that was shortly after. And if nobody knows this story, look into it. If you're that young. Um, it was a couple months after uh, I remember a couple other names, but it was a couple months after Amanda Berry, Gina DeJesus, and there was another one, there was one or two other females that got rescued from that oh, fucking dude's house in Cleveland. Three total. Was there three? Total. Okay. Yeah, so it was, three. it was Amanda, Gina, and... I can't remember the third one. one
1: Michelle Knight. Michelle Knight. Yes. I thought you were starting a Mambo number five song. No.
0: Sorry. Um, But I don't know if you remember that story Mm -hmm. where the you know it was this dude that like had kept these Ariel Castro. Ariel Castro. Yeah. These kept these girls for it was like fifteen years. Ten or like just ten or fifteen
3: years. From August two thousand and two to May of twenty thirteen.
0: Yeah. So eleven years who was
1: so some random dude was he a delivery man or something he was passing by no it was somebody it was, got away
0: no it was he was one of the neighbors
1: okay yeah
0: it was okay. oh the guy that did
1: oh, oh yeah in as that, much that interview as much awesome. as we, we
0: separate these two things very much so but have you heard the um the jam up of his interview that they yeah. made a song out of
2: <laughs> yeah. fucking hilarious
0: but yeah he was sitting on his porch and like he he knew the ariel castro dude he's yeah. like man he's like we made like we had barbecues oh, yeah. with this guy like, like and he, he would go
1: call, play at a local bar, like that ariel castro played a local bar in a band and stuff everybody knew who he was and-
0: yeah like and this dude was just sitting on his porch one day and i think it was amanda Berry that had, or it was banging on the door and he went over and was like what the hell is going on like and end up rescuing yeah real life cleveland all the pretty girls right there rescuing these three girls out of this house they've been kept prisoner for 11 years dude that is just nuts insane story um but so they were actually able to so rover the guy that put on the concert um as we're watching like they he put out an invite to amanda berry and just basically on the radio was like hey like we're doing this like and it was like literally like just happened so like hey like he and he's a very um i don't know if you've ever literally listened to a lot of him.
1: not a not. lot
0: um i think maybe he was probably one of the first people that kind of sparked me into the interest of podcasts and yeah. just hearing people talk because i drive around and true like you can only listen to so much radio you can only listen to so many cds and i spent a lot of time driving around and so i was like you know what like for four hours in the morning I got to drive around and listen to a bunch of fucking idiots talk. Was that that
1: in your CRX, bro?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, all types of things. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, hell, just recently I still listen to them a couple years ago. But um, he just said on the radio, like, hey, like, you guys have been – like," and he's kind of irreverent until a point. So he's like, hey, you guys have been locked up for 11 years. Like, come party. And then I think it was at the event, he said one of the people – somebody came up to him and said, hey – Amanda Berry's here. And deep, he was like, he was like, yeah, no get like yeah, fucking yeah, get yeah, out. Yeah, I got shit yeah, to do. They're yeah. like, no, seriously. Like she's here. Like she heard you on the radio inviting you. Like, and he's like, are you like, really?
3: Yeah. So he
0: went over and like, she was there and he was like, well, fucking give her all like Anything. VIP, what whatever want? she yeah, wants, give, like give it to her. And then late, like when Nelly played at the end of his show, um, he brought her out on stage with him and like, it was like, yeah, like it was just crazy to like be there, hear this story happen, and then all of a sudden, like now Nelly's bringing her out on stage and singing to her, like mind blowing. Hey, do you, can you turn yeah, yeah. Uh, pause it real quick. Yeah, let me yeah, so I can fix this. Yeah, because the audio is stupid um, where it's at. Uh, here we are. I have to fix this audio so we can hear this real quick because this is. Pretty mind blowing. Uh, where's
1: that? Um, oh are we allowed to play this or does this stuff get taken down?
0: No, this because it's not copyrighted. Okay. And this it's, was, not, it's
1: not an uh, NFT yet?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I think because this is like this is a news channel. So this works.
2: Hey, you probably know. <laughs>
0: This past Saturday, Amanda Berry, who was held captive for 10 years by convicted abductor Ariel Castro, made an emotional, unexpected appearance at Roverfest in Cleveland, Ohio. Give it up for
2: Amanda Berry!
0: Two months yeah. earlier, morning boy radio personality Rover invited Amanda and her two other captives to attend his music festival to make up for a decade of missed concerts. To his surprise, she came. They pointed
3: to her and she was looking at me and I saw her, she was actually out in the crowd and uh, when I took her out on stage, uh, the crowd just uh, erupted. It was an uproar. I actually looked out into the crowd and and there were guys who were crying who yeah. had tears Put me on that
0: list. Their face. very <laughs> happy to
2: celebrate Yeah, there she is up on stage with Nelly. It's going to be life in prison. It's going to be life in prison without parole for an aggregate term of not less than 1000 years. And do you consent? kind of reminds
1: me of Tommy Chong.
0: Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, you can stop that. But yeah, it was yeah, fuck that guy. But that was, it was insane. I remember, like, because, like, they, obviously, it, it was a local story everyone was talking yeah. about. me like, come on. I'm like, holy shit. Like, how fucking awesome is that? How, like, to be able to survive something like that. And then, yeah. you know, and it, the, I remember the shittiest thing afterwards thinking about this is, like, people, like, were, like, calling her out. Because she was out there enjoying herself. Like, fucking get the fuck out of here. Like, I feel like maybe that was the beginning of our culture. Like, just a bunch of shitheads just like like.
1: hey you were, you were locked up raped and abused for, for 11 years, 11 years and now people
0: are fucking calling you a shitty don't, person don't go
1: out and have a little bit of fun
0: yeah like go fuck yourself like <laughs> insane
1: that's crazy yeah
0: but yeah so we were there for that cool wild yeah it was pretty pretty crazy story um so best live band though
1: mm, one of these beers here yeah got a beer in the
0: one of those ones i got you yeah i'll try um I'll try one of those. Um I don't know, best live band I've seen we've I've seen a lot. <sighs> best live band as far as what? Like what are the just stipulations? Best like live
1: like, in general. The
0: like the most fun I had or the I best mean, like you, tech like the best you,
1: musically you define that. So compared to if you listen to them on the radio or a CD or an MP three and then live. And you're so you're talking like, about
0: like musical quality
1: Bro, I'm talking about however you interpret that question.
0: I don't know how to interpret that question. because um, I have it so many, I don't have. It. You know what? Like my my kid will ask me this. She'd be like, "What's your favorite this? What's your favorite that?" I'm like, "Well,
1: it doesn't have to be one either." I mean, you yeah, could say, I "Hey, d- it's this and this because of this and because yeah, of that."
0: I don't live in. Um, I guess, and this is something I wanted. I actually would like to get into at some point, but I don't live in absolutes. I mean, no one really should. Well, a lot of people... Because there's few true absolutes. Well, yeah, but I think a lot of people think they do unknowingly. Um, But I actively try not to live in absolutes. Um, But I will say, musically, just pure musical, uh, I think Dave Matthews Band.
1: I figured you might say that.
0: Just because the amount of people that are there and they can play... And I know a lot of people are like, Like, whatever, but, um, it's kind of one of those things where like, if you can appreciate music and you understand music and you can see 12 different people, you know, one person playing an acoustic guitar, then you have like a bassist and a drummer that has this giant drum set and you, the saxophonists and, uh, violinists and all these different things and them to be able to just play randomly like they'll play a song but then they just start just jamming and they just start just playing off the cuff and to see a lot of people do that at like extremely impressive level that's really cool um
1: so dave matthews man
0: as far as just pure musically goes um but man i've seen people like 311 was a phenomenal concert like those dudes are super cool just because like their
1: energy or what
0: their energy is out of this world and when you realize that like a lot of people look at 311 they're like all oh, just a pothead band," true you know because they're they yeah, have they 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 much tr- energy on pot. Yeah, well yeah they make trippy music and all those things but like um i think it was uh it was it was during the dan podcast we did i talked about some of their line like some of their lyrical oh, yeah, like some yeah. of their lyrics are like when you realize what they're saying it's like oh mm-hmm. like these dudes aren't just a bunch of stoners like They got some cool ideas, but their energy and like in their way they put pieces of music together.
1: Is it Rage Light?
0: (sighs) Yeah, it's Rage Happy. Rage. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's (laughs) anti-Rage, but it's good. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I would love to see Rage Against the Machine, though. Yeah, they are ragey, but didn't you try to get me tickets to Rage last year before the whole pandemic? Well, we realized that they were like. Ridiculously expensive, but then they got canceled because of the corona. Yeah. I saw something the other day that uh, <laughs> I can't remember if it was a meme or something where they talked about rage against the machine and how, like, obviously, if anybody know, is familiar with rage against the machine, they're super political. And, you know, they're like kind of ant obviously rage against the machine. That's a I don't know what the correct term for the An idiom or something. It, yeah. For again, like the government, the structure, all these things. You know, you know how much their tickets were to go watch them in concert it's like what like 450 dollars like
1: hey they don't like the girl they still like yeah. nice shit though man
0: they still like capitalism though, yeah, don't yeah, they yeah. <laughs> anybody that makes money does that yeah for sure. i thought that was funny i'm like oh well it's kind of ironic you know don't you think oh Linus. what about you favorite oh. you have a favorite? White buffalo obviously fits in there but that's just for personal reasons yeah, so, yeah no he continue. was he's always fantastic <laughs> yeah live. um
1: i think man when i saw uh stapleton open up for his and they brought oh. john prine out on stage
2: well,
1: and be... it's it's they were just i mean they were i mean you've seen you've seen, seen both of them
0: i haven't seen john prime but i've seen well stapleton i mean you've seen yeah Isbell. you've seen yeah. Both of them. So, phenomenal yeah and, and they phenomenal. were
1: like i didn't realize how many how good of a guitarist Isbel was
0: oh yeah dude they i were, didn't realize that either when yeah. i saw him i was like oh shit like so some like, of these incredible guitar riffs are him.
1: him yeah and he had like 10 you know his was it luthier or whatever you call the, the guitar guy oh i don't i don't know i think i think that's Cassie you might want to look that one up the dude that kind of manages guitars oh okay there he's like, like 10 or 14 he just keeps on bringing them just out. brings them out man yeah Brings him out. But, yeah, everything was so tight and just so good. And that was before Stapleton was, like, mega famous. And so it was pretty yeah. cool. So I knew he was, like, up and coming. Was, you know, obviously I enjoy songwriting. Big-time songwriter. And then to see Prine out there it was just. That is kind of neat. It was ridiculous. But I would say who was a surprise man was. Uh, and not that I thought he was going to be crappy, but you hear the kid's voice and you're like, that's that's not his voice. There's no way. It oh. was. Uh, colter wall
2: yeah i'd like to see him in costume, dude, Yeah, he was
1: freaking awesome like he was awesome and then the other one that was just great is he
0: how does he sound compared to i've heard some of his live stuff like recorded but like is his live like dude
1: i thought his live was better oh, than man. the recorded stuff so I, I could see that i think Corey went there to that one with me and he was just like dude he was like that was ridiculous um but then the sean james concert was such a surprise Me, not that i thought he was gonna be crappy but like And I think, I think one of the reasons I liked him too was just because he was such a friendly dude. Like I saw him walk around and almost shake everyone's hand in this small venue, and you could just see how grateful he was that like you were willing to give you spend your time with him. Yeah, Yeah. your time, your time, exactly. So
0: I could see that about him. It's funny. It kind of um, I listened to a Lex Friedman podcast the other day, and he was basically told this guy. He's like, "Hey, thanks for wasting your time with me." Like basically, like you know, just super appreciative. Like <laughs> sure. I know, like you basically just wasted your time with me, so I appreciate that. But I can see Sean James because I will say when I've heard, listened to Sean James, um, I've gained a more appreciation when I listen to his live stuff. I don't True. think his live stuff is tech is necessarily better than his recorded stuff, mm-hmm. but you he puts little pieces in there, like yeah. hey, like I wrote this song when I was spending night after night You're in the hospital with my sister, sister who had yeah. cancer, like and I wrote this song and it was like oh. Ooh. Them now, a meaning. now yeah. this song makes more sense now. Like you know, to hear him, like he's got that like emotion, and he's just basically he seems like a guy that just writes and plays just to to like almost like a, as a therapy.
1: Yeah, I I I love it, man. When they perform and they don't have some crazy sound system or some dude running control and stuff. Yeah, and you're like that that dude sounds that good with like an amp and a guitar. Like that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I love that. Like to me, I there's something about that acoustic type setting, that unplugged kind of oh, setting. Yeah. It just has always just, even if it sounds worse, it's just it's raw, it, it hits harder. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you ever seen that. Uh, the White Buffalo. Uh, I'm trying to remember which song it is now. He does this song, Was- which is one of my favorite songs of his. Um, was he on
1: like a little stage and it was like a no, small outdoor gathering? No,
0: this is he's standing in the middle of like a grass field. Okay. And um as he's getting ready, and it's one of my favorite songs. I don't I don't think it's on any of his recorded albums, but he's standing in this field and like people are just sitting around like cross legged, like listening to him, and he, as he starts the song, like these sirens start going like an ambulance or like something like starts going by and they stop. So he starts playing and they start again and he's just kinda like, oh, like hanging out. And it was oh. That's like literally like one of my favorite musical, like quote unquote videos. It's just the song's good, but just having them like you seeing that like just imagining being able to sit there, and like listen to this guy just sitting on the grassy hill somewhere. Like that's what to me, like that's music.
1: Yeah, I always think of like that that folk sound, man. When people gather around and they got their guitar and the fiddle and their banjo and on somebody's porch and they're sipping on some moonshine and <laughs> yeah, right. i'm just like man that sounds awesome yeah. you got the fireflies in the in the background maybe some west virginia mountains and
0: just it just happens yeah it's just organic organic just happens yeah there's just something special about it i wish i knew my, i wish i remember what song that was i don't know what it is you looking for it Cass? Uh, i don't even know if i could find it it's uh because i don't think it's on any of his recorded albums but i would suggest people if i remember if i knew which one it was i would suggest people to go check it out um but i don't know if i'll be able to uh if i'll be able to remember it but i probably won't but it's um it's pretty phenomenal obviously we couldn't play it anyways because you know that would be copyrighted because it's a song. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Cool. Um, it's a great song, though.
1: I'm going to use a banyo real quick, on me.
0: Okay. we we'll do that. All right. Um, yeah, I couldn't figure out what that song was called. But it was a good one. Maybe I'll try to figure it out and throw it up there, if I remember, and put it in the notes so people can see it. No, stop. Um, but bringing it all back. Um, I will say we've, like you said, you've hit, we've, we've hit things very briefly, very briskly. I feel like it's, we've skipped like a rock on water. Um, I I did, I read something today that helped me to understand, even though I knew exactly what it was, and I already understood it about myself. I read something that helped me to understand why I have such an issue and have such a problem with some things that are going on. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to any of any podcast or ha- ever heard of Brian Green.
1: Oh, I don't He's think so. He's a physicist. Okay.
0: Um, but he has some conversations out there with people, um, podcasts and different things that are super interesting and he is he's a physicist but he he, he understands like quantum physics and d- those different things better than most and he's able to talk about them in a way that's somewhat coherent for a normal person right so he doesn't i don't, he, I don't think he like claims to like to understand quantum physics. Cause he doesn't like, I've heard conversations with like people ask him like, well, how do like, what's that even mean? Or what, like, how do we understand that? Just like, well, we don't, we don't understand it, but we understand it basically up to this point. True. Um, so I bought, I recently bought one of his books and in the, like, there's a lot of times in like a book I like, I will, uh, I won't even read like the intro or like the prologue, and all that bullshit. Cause it's like, I don't care. Um, but he makes this comment when he was a sophomore in college that his roommate or somebody said something to him and or he had an older friend he, in college that had like said this to him and he's remembered it since. And basically the quote was, I do mathematics because once you prove a theorem, it stands forever. And, like, that was the very first sentence I read in his book, and I was like, oh, yeah. Because I say, like, all the time, like, I like math because math is always math. Like, two plus two always equals four. <laughs>
1: you, mean, you mean masculinity doesn't,
0: no. <laughs> yeah. doesn't
1: change its definition on us?
0: Yeah, well, I think that's, like, I, I've realized that, like, and I think uh, Old Castle can attest to this, that – well, at least part of this, <laughs> that my, like the way my brain works and I've realized this is like, I'm a very, and I've said this before, like I'm really like, root cause type of person. I always yeah. try to find like, I, I do my best to be very objective and I think today there's a lot of people that are pretending to be objective, but they're highly subjective And they're doing that by only taking certain sources or redefining what fucking things mean. But guess what? You have two of one thing and two of the other. You have four total of the things period. That's math. Like math is math. It just, you can't change math. Obviously quantum physics is a whole different thing that, but that's not just math. You know what I mean? So like, I think that's, Well, my brain always goes to, and like, I will, I'll be having an argument with somebody, not necessarily an argument, but a discussion. Um, and I know I've done this a ton. This is where she can understand, or at least attest to that. I'll say something and she'll like kind of reply to it. and, And I'm like, no, that's not like, but that's not what I'm saying. So what I've realized is I have a very difficult time articulating what I'm thinking like properly a lot of times and to look at that and I understand that sometimes I know Hell, I've listened to the podcast back before and I go, God damn, that's not what I meant to say at all. <laughs> I mean, like, That's not what I intended. Like, and I'll listen to it. I go, okay, I can see how people could see that. That's not what I mean. Like, I know what I mean, but like, how do you, how do you properly articulate what you mean to say? I don't like. I have trouble with that sometimes. Is there like? Do you have like a um like a cheat sheet, Tony? Like you, with your big words? <laughs> no, I,
1: I I don't use a ton of those big words as much, just because I think it goes back to that quote that we always say about the problem with communication being the illusion that it actually happened or occurred and so I I think I'm listening to what you're saying here about the two plus two equals four. And it almost sounds like, Hey, we got, uh, two tigers and two elephants and it's four animals. But sometimes people are like, yeah, there's four animals, but it's like two elephants and you see a tiger and they see a lion or something like that. So and it's, I think it goes back to semantics or like word definitions. And we kind of touched on this in a group text about that masculinity, an article on about it, you know, we can touch on this later if you want, but just that, you know, how is masculinity, masculinity defined in the way that I might view masculinity is not, you know, in a, a pejorative term, it's, it's, you know, I was raised to look at that as, uh, number one, biologically, like you have testes, you know, you have more testosterone. So I would say that's masculine, but then you know, from a, I don't know if you'd say, psychological or sociological standpoint, um, I, I guess, like, what it means to be a, a male or what it means to be a man, to be masculine, I guess. Um, which, and I, I think that's probably very different than than that particular author um, that you guys sent the, the text about. Um, so, I, I, man, we spoke about this with Dan and just definitions, and I think a lot of the confusion, man, comes down to like well how do you what's your definition of this right and what's my definition of this and then if if they don't line up then we're we're not even arguing about the same thing like we're not on the same plane and it's it's pointless to even really argue about that unless i truly know how you define that word then if you define that word maybe we're not even arguing about it maybe i actually agree with you now yeah because there's clarity and we did some fact finding
0: well done well said well said um I think that even clears up my thought process. <laughs> but it, I, I totally agree. And I, w- so what do you think the I guess in my mind is to, you know, for a lot of people like they go, what do you think is the solution to that? But in my mind, I think of, okay, well, to find a solution, we have to find the problem.
1: You know? and, and And that goes back to what you were saying, being a root cause human being. It's tough to find the problem when all you want to do is just slap band-aids on and you're not going to do a differential diagnosis and try and go, well, what's the actual disease? There's symptoms, but we have to get deeper and we have to collectively look at the symptoms. And then maybe we have to try some different things. We have to run some diagnostic tests. Uh, You know, we have to try some different uh, state or federal programs and see what truly hits on these things and then collect some information from that. And once we extrapolate that, then we can go. Well, this worked and this didn't. So maybe this actually is one of the problems, and we could focus more funds here, more time here, those kind of things. So I mean, what you said about you as a human being, I feel like if we had more politicians that looked at those things, we might solve more problems. That said, I'm not a politician. I don't understand <laughs> you know the whole the whole you know political underlying and what goes on behind that. Because maybe there are politicians that want to do those things. But because of funding, because of their constituents, because of all these things, they're actually not able to do that. They're they're a puppet or they're a marionette or they, you know, have to do these things or they're not going to get reelected or, you know, who knows.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's a big issue that we have, too, is not only how complex these things are. Um, and I, like I said, I'm not a politician. I've said before, I'm not an a... Uh, An investment person to like give you advice or like we've talked about you know bitcoin all these different things all these complex things um and i guess maybe that's been kind of my aim uh, for this as a side note is to kind of take complex things because i said before I'm, i'm good at at least i i think i'm good i i one of the things that i am better at personally than other things that i'm better at like one of one of my in my own mind, one of the things that I am better at is under learning things at a basic, you know, being a, um, the Jack of all trades, master of none. Like I don't, I've never mastered anything, um, except baiting naturally. <laughs> 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 you brought up the last one. So I just had to throw it back in there. I think it was the last one. Maybe it was too, I don't know, whatever. Um, but I think that's part of like the, what I've found, like a lot of times is being able to, basically understand a complex scenario and then being, I, I I love the idea of passing that along to people because a lot of times, you know, there's so much complexity, whether it be in politics or, you know, you know, social, social things or economics or and all these things kind of bleed together. It's impossible for the average person. It's impossible for anybody. To know about all of them deeply um especially when you know like me i didn't go to college i didn't go to, like i didn't sit through any like special like economics classes or business any of
1: this shit. business ethics
0: yeah none of that shit. um so it's kind of it's really for me it's really fun to be able to kind of sift through the bullshit and kind of break things down and, and and see people have that same reaction that i had kind of like we've talked about like a, a child like understanding something or, you know, uh, Glenn talking about his, you know, son solving that Rubik's cube for the first time and seeing a kid do that and knowing it's not like I'm trying, it's not like I want to be like some kind of teacher guru for people. That's that's the last thing I want, but knowing what it feels like to solve that Rubik's cube and being able to take that Rubik's cube and give it to somebody else and go, Hey, this is kind of how it works. And then to see them figure it out. And it's like, that's really cool. Um, Really (laughs) sidetracked there hard. But I think it's such a complex issue. It's like, where do we start? And I guess in my mind, maybe that's why I keep tripping over this is maybe in my mind, where kind of where we start is getting more people to semi-understand what's going on, or at least acknowledge that, the fuckery that's going on with everything. And guess what? Not just the other side. Whatever side you're on, it's not just the other side. It's it's your quote unquote side to whatever the fuck that means. I uh I heard a a short little thing about um about politics in America. It's it's not broken. It's fixed. And it was like, oh, that's really good. Like, if you like really just take it as it is, like the politics, like it it works just how it's designed to for the people that it's designed for,
1: which should be scary and upsetting,
0: right? And that's, I guess, that's kind of like. So, how do we, you know, as a root cause thing, if we're going back to that, you know, how do how do you think we can, you know begin to break those barriers because you can't just fix the politicians you can't just fix the legislation like if that doesn't happen
1: so let me ask you this whenever you experienced like true like epiphanical change in your life what happened and 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 i'll i'll say this before you answer it but and this isn't exclusive going back to what you were saying about you know talking on absolutes but catastrophic change Hmm. is almost one of the only things I believe causes true change or has the ability to, to cause change. There's not, I'll I'll leave it at that. I'll let you just answer it.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, I will answer that with saying, while I agree, I don't think it has to be that way.
1: I I I hope it doesn't. That's a, almost a, a fatalistic thing to say on my part.
0: Well, I don't I don't even know if it'd have to be necessarily fatalistic. Um, I think that's just. Uh, well, it was kind of funny. We, Castle and I, were talking about this earlier. Um, and as a side note, we're gonna you're gonna have to come on soon. As a, a an official guest, just preparing you for that.
1: So, dude, hold on. Let me just um, real quick. Let me just throw something in there so when I say that I mean you know things that think about times when a nation was brought together or brought to its knees and brought together 9-11 right World War one World War two
0: right so, so what so what I was gonna say is we were having a discussion earlier because she has started a bunch of fitness stuff she's got all of a shit ton of certifications um, and bunch of things that she's dealing with customers now and it's we had the basically the discussion going back to the the pain of staying the same has to become greater than the pain of change. And there's a lot of different ways that's been said, you know, for change to happen, like people have to feel uncomfortable enough to point to go, I'm so uncomfortable with where I'm at that now I have to change. You don't have, it doesn't have to be that way. You know what I mean? But that tends to be the way it happens.
1: Yeah, but you, I I think man, what's it's difficult though because what's uncomfortable for one person is is not uncomfortable for another person.
0: Right. So that person ends up changing more because they're more because they're able to do it. I think so, to or, me, so. Or
1: or they don't, and then you butt heads to a point of catastrophe.
0: Yeah, catastrophe's hard.
1: I I don't want catastrophe. <laughs> like that's that is <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the last it's resort. The lower, man. Yeah,
0: it is. But I think. Well, it kind of goes back to how many times have I said it. I think we've gotten to that point here, particularly in the U.S., because we're so comfortable. So catastrophe is has gotten to the point. It's gotten to the point that catastrophe is what leads us to finally go, ah, fuck, fine, I'll get off my couch. Like, now that my electricity won't turn on, my lights won't turn on, I guess I'll get off the couch and light a candle. And-
1: Which catastrophe for us is normalcy for others.
0: Right. You know what I mean? Like, until something, but it's one thing for your electricity to be off this or whatever, but it's, like, in this nation now, like, not, it takes something really disturbing to get people moving. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think, and sometimes I think we've.
1: You mean like a pandemic to focus on your health? Oh, wait.
0: <laughs> I, I <laughs> Well, I think even at that point, I think there's these narratives both sides all over the board that they've realized like whether it be the media or politicians or whoever it may be i think has realized that like we're comfortable because we're americans and this that or like just people in general you have to push people hard so we take this story we make it grandiose to make you realize that this is a this is a giant deal that's happening,
1: you, and that's you, the only way to you mean get fear them is what you do.
0: Yeah, I mean, or I mean, or you take you know the one of the many instances of, and we don't have to get into it, but the police brutality thing or the gun violence thing that's all of a sudden now gun violence started back up again. We talked about yeah. on the you know the other week. It didn't go away anywhere, but it's all of a sudden now that we're trying to push this thing or we're trying to do this thing, now it's we have to it's, talk about it more. We it's
1: have to reported on more. It kept growing since 2019.
0: Right. So I think that's, and they've realized that. So now, and I think social media is a big piece of this as well, too. It's because we have so much input that so many things, the, you know, the news cycle or the shock value has gotten so small for that, those kinds of things when they're on the screen it has to be more has to be up in your face even more and more and more, which I think is done a a giant disservice to us as a people, because you look at things that are actually really disturbing.
1: I can, I can name a few.
0: I can, there's a lot of things out there that are really disturbing, but people don't see it. All they see is on their, their little screen, you know, their little TV, you know, their, scrolling through the social media so it doesn't, you know, it's, um, politics and this and shootings and that, and, oh, look, Kim Kardashian's a billionaire. That's cool with her fake ass, whatever. Like, and people are just seeing all these things mixed together. So it just like desensitizes. It's a weird thing, I think, because it desensitizes things, but at the same time, it's, they've never really got sensitized to something catastrophic and actually difficult yeah so it's like this weird thing where like we think we're it's kind of like violence in movies you see it and you th- like people people think they get desensitized to it well go out into a war zone yeah. you know I, I i don't remember who it was it told me a story they were i think it was i, th- I want to say it was they were like an emt or something like that or it was their first week on the job they got called out to this um it was a bad car accident or something like that. And this person's arm had gotten amputated. And like they're the the senior EMT or whatever on the scene, the guy was like, "Whoa, well, what am I supposed to do? He's like, well, he's like, what you're going to do is you're going to go pick up that arm in the middle of the road. Yeah. You're going to take it back and then you're going to go behind the truck. You're going to throw up. And then we're going to keep on doing our jobs and pat yourself on the back with it. And then like literally the guy, like he, he did. He's like, I like, I can't remember who I, I can't remember if it was a story I heard or whatever, but it was like, they're like, what'd you do? He's like, I did exactly what that was told to do. I picked it up. I put it to where I was supposed to. And then I literally went up and threw up all over the place. And then I went back to work and like, yeah, people just don't have any type of like, Semblance of what real, oh, oh, shit real, real experiences, yeah, like mean what that? in real experiences and what yeah. real shitty things are all about,
1: dude. You and Casper, I, this beer's killing me, bro. I haven't drank beer for a while. I gotta oh, pee again, real <laughs> quick. I gotta, I gotta Here good, we go. No, I got a great story to tell about <laughs> something
0: that goes along with that. The first, there you go, cool. All right, potty break number two,
1: <sighs> story story time ready no it just goes back to what you were saying about people not really living and then all of a sudden when they live they're like oh that's different than what I expected and so I didn't know sure. what to expect when I ran my first code I was at like means- a skilled rehab facility so someone their heart stops and you got to try and bring them back to life and so I had patients and they had a lot of comorbidities they had a ton of chronic conditions that were cumulative I guess And so things, not a, not a very positive prognosis for many of my patients. And so, um, most of them were not, uh, do not resuscitates. And so you had to continue running the code regardless of if you knew that they had passed because you weren't a medical, uh, doctor. And so you couldn't pronounce them dead. So you had to run the code. You had to, uh, uh, you had to do compressions. And uh, an oxygen aid until the squad would get there. So I had this one lady in particular. It was my first code that I ever ran.
0: You said they're not, most of them are do not resuscitate. So is that for a
2: reason? Uh, Oh, most of them.
1: I don't know, man. They just, it was, well, I shouldn't say most. It was probably 50 50. But it's not like you you could go and check. Like all of a sudden they're like, hey, code, you got to go and run it. And yeah, someone's supposed to check. And you, you know, so we would check, but, you know, at least 50% of the time they wouldn't. You to keep doing it, um, and so this one particular woman, we ran a code on, and I was like, "Man, I don't know what I'm going to be like." And so I directed the code pretty well. I thought through, you know, everything I knew, my training, things like that, what to do. Uh, and I was doing the chest compressions, and it was kind of crazy because she had a feeding tube in too. So I had to like matrix dodge the stuff coming out of her chest as I was oh, geez, pumping yeah. her stomach. Excuse me. And so, but while I was on top of her performing this, I was like, "Man." I'm, am I going to get sick? Like, am I going to feel bad? Like what's going to happen? And I kind of have a little bit of a warped mind.
0: And you don't say, <laughs> I, know,
2: I know that.
1: I don't know if I separate yeah. myself from these things, but as I'm sitting there doing compressions, I was like, okay, that person's oxygenating, you know, this person's counting out. And all of a sudden foreigner popped in my head. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> that song, I didn't really think of like how quickly the human body would drop in temperature. I'm like, man, this lady is pretty cold pretty fast. And do, 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 yeah, do, and so do, all I could think of Jesus. was just, "Uh, <laughs> you're as cold it's as ice, willing to sacrifice.
2: sacrifice love.
1: <laughs> so that's what was going through my head you as I was doing these compressions. Jesus. I know, terrible, right? But yeah, I just, I think everyone handles that stuff a little bit, a little differently.
0: Yeah. They do. You know what? How about this? You know, since we, we I, I, I kind of think about, you talked about toxic touched on toxic masculinity. Um, and to me, in my mind, I, once again, go back to, so just objectively, um, popping bottle. Oh, you're this dog over there. Jesus, um, get thirsty. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think about this objectively, like, okay, maybe I know personally, I am very good at compartmentalizing things. Um, and to me, that sounds like a very compartmentalizing story. Uh, and I, I think if we put all of the shit aside, I would say that it's probably statistically true. I'm just, I'm assuming I'm guessing here. It's probably statistically that males are much better at compartmentalizing than females. Just, I, I, I would think on like a. Broad spectrum. Yeah. Um so
1: I mean you don't see a lot of males uh crying and throwing their old lady shit out of a second story window.
0: <laughs> I mean, whatever whatever the case may be, there are some fucking psychopath males out there that oh, they turn you, into stalkers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well back and forth, man. Yeah. Uh,
1: we're not labeling anybody as uh crazy here, as psycho.
0: Yeah, no, I think uh I mean,
1: we can draw up the hot crazy matrix if you want. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I think that would be basically the same chart as like a uh, maybe like a for like the guy version would be like a hot uh, jerk
1: matrix. Oh, yeah, probably. You
0: know what I mean? Just in general, um, the hotter a girl is, the crazier she's allowed to be, and the hotter a guy is, the more of a dick he's allowed to be by society in, in a sense. Um, that's castle shaking her head. So she's agreeing with us as a female. That's your
1: brother's theory, isn't it? Treat them like (laughs) dirt and they stick to your shoe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but yeah. So I think that's maybe I, so the message we were talking about earlier with the toxic masculinity was, it was this person that was, they wrote this article and using, I Fucking hate this. This is one of the biggest things that irks me the most these days is, um, survey found this survey found, or this study found that, um, the more masculine a man identifies as is they're more likely to do this. Or the more liberal a person is, they're more likely to do this or this per they're the president has a study has found that the president has a 90% approval rating. By well,
1: then who, who is cabinet?
0: If you really dig into these studies, you'll find some of them are like, I'm not, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them, you go look at you're like, what the hell? So if you really dig into it, most people, most people, they see it on their social media, yeah. they read it and they go, oh, fuck, fucking toxic masculinity, or, or oh, the president's doing great, or the president sucks, or this is the problem, or that's the problem. Well, if you dig into these things, it's Oh, a study, a survey of 300 people was done in rural West Virginia, or a study of 200 people was done in Times Square. Kind of fucking study or surveys that. Like, it's horseshit.
1: Yeah, the samples, pretty biased.
0: Yeah, it's a super biased sample, regardless of what it is. Like, most surveys you hear about are just super biased samples.
1: The survey says super biased.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, like, these things really irk me because it's not that those people feel that way it's not and like you know i know there's a lot of people that um you know feel one way or the other whether it's they love what biden's doing or they they hate what biden's doing or they you know they think that the moon's made out of blue cheese or barbecue spare Hi, ribs would you <laughs> yeah i know i would <laughs> with a tall, cool, Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. but like those people are, are absolutely, you know, deserved to have their opinions and not that I have to agree with them, but I like, I'm okay with agreeing to disagree, but when the media or people know that a lot of people are getting all of their news and their information from their Facebook or their Instagram or this, that, whatever I'm that's the person's fault. One you should be, if that's, if you're only getting your information from one place,
1: shame on you, shame on
0: you. But at the same time, then you have these outlets that are using that and manipulating that and taking advantage of that. And they're putting these survey fines or this, you know, or that, whatever. And it's, you can't say that the media isn't shaping how people think. And it's not, you know, directing people down this fucking cattle chute. Yeah, of well, ideas.
1: I mean, is it the media, or are there certain people that control and so, own the media? So that's where, certain people lean towards a particular way?
0: Yeah, so that's where I, even my mind goes. Like, there's being, you, if you really want to go down the
1: rabbit hole, I, I just we don't have
0: to I go, don't go down the down rabbit hole. Shirt. But in general, like, the more you look at that, and the more you realize what's happening, and you're seeing this happen.
1: Well, I mean, dude, I can you go, go. How many you conservatives know own a news station?
0: Well, not even, not even the conservative. But it's to me, it's okay now you're starting to give validity that people that are saying like China is trying to do this or Russia is trying to do that. Well, in a sense, we're kind of, we're kind of letting them have you watched the dissident, I haven't. you should, well, it's, it's, it tie, not, it kind of ties into us because have you, well, we'll go this. Have you ever, um, heard about or seen the, um, the room that Saudi Arabia has for like their Twitter accounts and stuff.
1: You I remember you alluded I think you spoke about it a little bit.
0: Yeah. So like they have a they have like a whole headquarters of people that have 10, 15, 20 Twitter, this, that, whatever accounts that are just it's straight propaganda. Yeah. They're just like, or they're commenting on people's posts. And if you go on Twitter or Instagram and you see these posts under different things, like you're like, how many of these are just fake accounts? Yeah. And they're just getting people fucking stirred up.
1: Oh, dude. This, Who's the,
0: fucking shaking the jar, the black and the, Tony?
1: Yeah, the black and the red ants.
0: Yeah. So it brings me all the way back to the toxic masculinity. Is they this So this article I was talking about, it was basically men who assert traditional masculine gen general, general, let me restart that. <laughs> I'm a tongue twister. Men who assert a traditionally masculine gender identity are less likely to say that they'll get the COVID-19 vaccine and that they'll wear masks, mask and that, that they go on to say that like they, ha- they, they see people in person more often, blah, 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 whatever, and all these things that they're more, they basically, it's kind of painting the picture that they're more dangerous when it comes to COVID-19, which we've also talked about that age, the, the actual, will follow the science, the actual statistics are not conducive to the, what everyone's saying. We want to dive into that, but then the last thing, this, this quote unquote journalist quotes, maintaining smart, preventative habits like masks and in limiting indoor gatherings is more important than ever, especially as deadlier and more infectious COVID-19 variants spread. Okay. I get it. The narrative, but we can't afford to let a thing like toxic masculinity continue to infect us. What the fuck is that? Like, I get it. You know what? Men that are beating women and saying that women should you know, be all oh, whatever this, yeah. that, whatever. Quit bitching, and, and get in the kitchen. Yeah, like all those things. Like, I'm down. Like, but you're using the pandemic to like say like, oh, that guy's not wearing a mask. He's full of toxic masculinity, masculinity. and we need to get rid of it. What is this? Like, sounds like an awful lot like. A country, or a fascist leader that was actually a fascist leader back in the day, saying, "Oh, these people are damaging to our society." That's all it is now. You never hear about trying to like get together and help each other out. It's so it's always name calling. These people are a danger to us.
1: Couple things, man. The person writing that article, it'd be interesting to say, like, define toxic masculinity for me. And if you define it, why do you like? Why do you associate toxic masculinity with you know, something something bad, I guess. Did you did you was your dad an alcoholic and he beat you and you considered that masculine? Was there something that you saw that made you say masculinity in general is something that we need to label as toxic? I I would be it'd be interesting to hear what they had to say regarding that. The other thing would be interesting is genuinely what they have to yeah, say. Yeah, not yeah. N- not not what you're putting points. in your article, like, you know Yeah, off the recorder. Um the other thing would be these men that you think are, you know, toxically masculine.
0: What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. Yeah,
1: you know like, <laughs> well, no, I don't know. I just wanted to say it like that out loud to just see how yeah, it sounded. It sounded just as dumb as it was in my head.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's point proven. Yeah. No, a
1: hundred percent. So these men that don't wear masks or these men that don't subscribe to wearing masks or that don't want to take the vaccine.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of women yeah. that are well, same hold, hold on a second.
1: <laughs> when you think of toxic masculinity, like we think probably different than they do, but maybe and I I hate to assume or put myself in their shoes, but I feel like skilled trade is probably gonna get a bad rap. I feel like guys that, you know, walk around shirtless with guts that are drinking beer that are you know working on car, whatever that that's kind of the image i get so well, that's not the image i get i i guess i think what do you what do you think i guess let me
0: i i haven't watched the whole show but a show pops in my head it's that uh the show about the um the journalist back in the day um oh what's it called it was a famous show
1: Are you thinking like a woman's in the kitchen, fetch me my beer. I'm going to watch some TV. I don't want to be bothered for this hour. No,
0: not even that. That's just fucking lazy and fucking fat. Um, I was thinking more of there's like the, the old school thought of like, oh, you can't do this job because you're not a man and not a job that not physically, because we've talked about the physical aspects of things. That's, that's different. Like and that's not just because like I think you're lesser because you're a woman, like like statistically, most women aren't as strong genetically sure. as men, so that's a whole different thing, so you have to be able to parse those things out, but like some of the the men that think like, oh this is a this is a man's job well if she if a woman can physically do it then it's you no, know, it's just a job yep. that maybe stereotypically men do and to think that like you know uh like i think for a good like um like a fighter pilot for instance i think probably like that's that's a job that it it does require strength as much as people don't necessarily think it would well, because I've, I've heard the g's yeah, well not the g's but i've heard like fighter pilots talk about like uh who is that guy um the ufc referee that used to be a fighter pilot he talked I know about you're it.
1: talking about that dude's cool
0: yeah um but he, he talked about like how they he used to have that do like strength mm-hmm. tests because like some of the when you're pulling g's in those jets like you're pulling like 30 pounds on that yoke or yoke. not the yoke but the joystick and like you have to be able to do that well great you can do that like but guess what like me like i couldn't do that job because i don't have good eyes and at this point like i'm pr- almost too big to be a fighter pilot. Yeah. Like I don't fit, you know what I mean? So like in the traditionally that would be thought of as like a, a male thing. Well, I'm I'm co- like, that's great. Like there's a lot of great female fighter pilots, but like a f- firefighter is one of those jobs where it's like,
1: better it's- be able to throw someone that weighs 150 pounds over your shoulders.
0: Yeah, how many or at least, or at least try to at least or drag, drag a two hundred and fifty pound person because I'm two hundred and twenty, two yeah. 230 pounds all as, day long. As
1: you him a subdural,
0: yeah, I, I want you, I want you to be able to drag my big ass out of the building, like Mark Smith. Mark Smith, yes, yeah, from, like that was well, that was a great podcast. Yeah, like super interesting guy, but uh, he was a fire pilot and he was a uh, not a he wasn't a an angel. He was a thunderbird, I think. Okay, I think he flew at the.
3: Maybe he did Yeah, I, no, I think he did the Blue Angels. Was it the Blue Angels?
0: It was one, I was thinking it was the Thunderbirds. But either way. But some there's some jobs that like so to me I think of like toxic long story there. But I think of toxic, toxic masculinity Thunderbirds. Was it the Thunderbirds? Okay. Ah, I remember some shit sometimes. Um I think of toxic masculinity as those guys that go you can't fucking do this job. You're a woman. Get in the kitchen. Make me a fucking sandwich which sometimes is funny, like as a joke, like, where's my sandwich? Like, I get it. It's a joke, but like, no, like if she can physically do, if anybody can physically, he, her, she, if it can, if a fucking dog can do the job, doesn't fucking matter as long as the job gets done. Period. doesn't like, it doesn't matter what your gender is, what you look like. If you fucking wear dresses or baseball hats or grow a beard or like to wear makeup and lipstick and have a beard what the fuck ever i don't care as long as you can do the job to me it's that's it's when you can do the job and someone's like you can't do that you're not a man or you're not this or you're not that like
1: is there such a thing as toxic
0: femininity oh for sure yeah they just don't like to talk about it because
3: which i get the historically oppressed so masculine traits that are considered toxic that would fall under toxic masculinity would be, the way I understand it and am reading it, is the traits that make a man different than a female, using those to their advantage. So acting aggressively, they're much larger, it says suppressing emotions, mm, using or threatening violence, controlling others. So it's the traits that make men, men, and then they just take it too far. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, but what about the traits that make everybody else who they are and take them too far? We don't hear anything about that. Like, which I get males have been kind of, especially white dudes, have been kind of dicks and kind of, you know, over the past, you know, a little bit of history haven't made a great name for themselves. But I think that we focus on just this. we, We always want a bad guy. We always like. I think people just always want a specific thing to blame their fucking problems on, and to be victims. This the thing. I mean, that's what it is. The whole victimhood thing is really becoming. Um. Yeah.
3: Oh, I was just gonna interrupt you and just read this. Just says effects of toxic masculinity is when men actively avoid vulnerability act on homophobic beliefs, ignore personal traumas or exhibit prejudiced behaviors against women, this contributes to many larger societal problems such as gender-based violence, sexual assault and gun violence. So we have touched base <laughs> on this before and my definition of toxic masculinity did not meet did not match the two of yous. I don't two of yours. I don't know if you remember that podcast cuz we were talking about how you know, you have this dad who passes down the traits to the son, and right. it's that, you know.
1: This this is th- exactly, like, all three of us have just proved my point
3: mm-hmm.
1: about these different definitions, and, and all, you know, people get upset about what this person says, and we don't even know what the hell toxic masculinity means to that person. Right. It's just Yeah, it's completely it's, different. You know, it becomes this catch-all where the ants get pissed because someone's shaking the jar, and I, my question was I wondered with those men that have the toxic masculinity, like, you know, what jobs did they work or how were they raised or what region did they grow up in? And I wondered if there was any correlation between that and like not being educated enough to understand healthcare or not or being educated enough to then under, to understand statistics and the fact that the virus, you know, dies upon sunlight, the fact that it, you know, these things. And I, I just wondered if that's. Maybe why they're like, well, I'm not going to wear a mask, or I don't work around an at-risk population. Uh, You know, statistically, I'm not at an age where I'm going to die. Why? Why would I get it?
0: Yeah, so it's melding those two things together, and that was the problem I had. Maybe with the article is, well, these are two very different things, like toxic masculinity and the COVID thing, wearing masks or getting together in gatherings. Like, I agree that there's even. Even if we disagree, maybe not disagree, we, we don't define toxic masculinity the same way. Um, I think we can, I think we've all essentially agreed that toxic masculinity could be a thing or is a thing, but saying, trying to equate toxic masculinity with people who don't want to follow the COVID. "Quote unquote" guidelines and narrative. So it goes back to the meat, the root cause thing and the root root system root problem thing. In my mind, I look at those two things. Okay, we're equating toxic masculinity with not following COVID protocols. Try to be real simple about it. Well, I don't see a connection between those two things at all, whatsoever. Um, I've seen more women get arrested for not following COVID protocols. I've seen a, a younger, it was, she was probably in her twenties girl get tasered and arrested at a high school sports event for not wearing a mask outside. Outside. I've seen a a lady that was probably in her fifties get tackled and arrested inside of a bank for not wearing a mask. I haven't seen too many video. I've seen videos of guys getting arrested too, for not wearing a mask or whatever, but you know, at the same, so I, I don't see a correlation there. Not even court. Cause lots of, was it, um, correlation and causation, or, you know, they they can be connected, but not necessarily. Was it, I can't remember the, the, this the saying now, but like, just because there's correlation doesn't mean it's causation. They're not synonymous terms. Right. And but a lot of people like to make them synonymous when they I need to find a new way to say it. But when it fits their narrative. So to me I we've talked about the covid thing. Like the covid thing for me, going back to the numbers, the math just doesn't make sense to me. But that has nothing to do with my masculinity. Yeah. Just the statistics don't make sense to me
1: it has to do with my common sensibility
0: well not yeah and even if you like don't even play that game but still like so what i what i see when i see something like that um i and maybe you guys can correct me if i'm wrong or if i'm just on my high horse or something but when i see a story from msnbc uh you know obviously my first initial thought is to look at it and go, "Okay, this is going to be a very liberal story." Not even liberal, progressive. I, I'm, I'm beginning to learn the the difference between those definitions, and I'm, a, I'm, I think I'm a, I'm a very liberal person. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm even beginning to find myself leaning towards libertarian. Like, just get the fuck out of my business, leave me alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I see, I see a story from a heavily progressive left, whatever you know, news station and they're saying, all right, well now it's masculinity is tied to COVID problems. And go, like, what are you trying to get at here? Cause I don't, I can't connect those two things. If you just look at just the statistics. So I find myself constantly battling and going like, man, like I really, I really don't want to, turn into this like fucking right winger cuz those people are fucking crazy too but god damn it you democrats aren't making it aren't making it easy on me cuz those two things you know what I mean those two things just don't mesh yeah. and they it just I just don't I don't see the the core the correlation
3: there well i want to know when these people were surveyed what options they got to choose to be completely masculine yeah, or mostly masculine. Okay, well, what were their other like options to choose from?
1: Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, but I don't know too many masculine dudes who are gonna fill out a freaking survey. God.
3: Yeah, yeah. So without
1: some sort of high incentive,
3: did right. they like Get find out all In the people, people not wearing it. masks and decide, oh, I'm gonna do a survey on these people?
1: That dude, that well, dude's got a beard and he's not wearing a mask, right? So, okay, so so dude. to
0: my point, like. In my mind, I don't see, I don't think about any of that. I look at, okay, you have this person that is typically leans this way, writing a story about this, that leans this way. Like, I don't think about like, Oh, what are these? I do think about the people that are surveyed and obviously like surveys, like we talked about can be completely skewed. So, so I, I, I filter through all that, boil it down real quick in my mind. And I go, this person's just trying to force a fucking narrative. Like, that's all, like, that's what they're trying to do. Like they're trying they're they're putting a narrative out there to make people angry at, at a certain class of people or at a certain person because
1: I get for but, what purpose? Like what what do you think they're trying to accomplish by doing that? Just having more people hate more like, other people and know. just more like become more dissident or become more
0: Well, and I think that's another thing too. I think maybe I think a lot of these just is just just my own like thought process and hypothesis. I mean the hypothesis in a word. But they don't they're not doing it necessarily nefariously. I think a lot of people, they, you, they get grouped up and you you get this group kind of thing going. And, um, you know, if you're taking the journalism thing, you're a journalist that your boss is saying, Hey, I want you to run this story and you get kind of pushed and pushed and pushed and everybody around you is kind of saying the same thing. So you start creating these stories and you start, and you're not thinking about outside of the box, but if you do want to think outside of the box, like think about anybody that's worked for you know, a a tightly run organization that has a certain drive, then you have to play with the rules. And then it's, everybody hears these things that sound good. Hey, we have to get rid of toxic masculinity. This is a bad thing. Like some of these people are really okay. Like, yeah, toxic masculinity is a bad thing, but when you start adding things to it and the slow, like, as you add this weird shit to it, people don't realize it necessarily and then everything gets lumped into this whatever it might be toxic masculinity racism you know all these different things where it's like no like eventually people start looking at it and go this has gone too far but at that point well that's because you fit into the category well how big are these (laughs) categories like and people don't realize they're doing it at the time i don't think most journalists or most people that are kind of purporting these ideas like are doing it intentionally and it's almost been like they've been swept up instead of thinking for themselves going wait does this really make sense like but you know what when i write an article like this or i use these keywords i get a lot of clicks and i get my articles published or i get people that like my posts and i get your clickbaiter. social media downfall of us all I don't know. I just I kind of went on a rant there, but I, just, I look I, I look at that and I just I pull it all down real quick and I go like, these two things don't make sense. You're just trying to feed me a narrative. You know, maybe you necessarily aren't the problem. You're not necessarily f- constructing this, but this doesn't make any sense to me.
3: But it worked because you sent the post to the two of us. I clicked on it, I read it, I then spent ten minutes reading the It's not even that this journalist is a fucking idiot. It's that there are hundreds of people that agree and are now commenting about
1: hundreds of Chinese this. and Saudis? Are they real people?
3: I don't know. So I-, I didn't I didn't go that far. And
0: that's where like I get mixed up in that gray no. area. Like I think there are there's a bunch of real people that are seeing things and they're not realizing going back to the definitions. They're not realizing that we are constantly we're we're in a space where definitions in words have no meaning anymore because everyone's just throwing around these words like fascism or Nazis, like to call someone a, like, there's not a, there's not too many words. There's There's some words out there, but there's not too many words that could be more offensive than for most people than being called a Nazi. Cause obviously the connotations of that, Now it just gets thrown around all willy-nilly. You're a Nazi. Like, do you fucking know what those people did? Like, and that's a very deep issue too and very complex. But like, I think it's like this weird like mixing and this just, everything's just been so scrambled now that nothing means nothing anymore. And we're just changing definitions and we're doing this and... the internet has fucked everybody Because it just gave too many people the ability Thanks Al Gore <laughs> Fucking Al Gore He invented the internet If you didn't know <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
3: Don't put your toxic masculinity Don't, Don't manscape tr- me ma- Or mans- what is it <laughs> <laughs> so Mansplain um, yeah. yeah Don't you do that
1: Manscape I was like oh, <laughs> oh This just turned into no. a dong salon <laughs> that's,
0: yeah, that's Please rude. manscape
3: Continue that That's fine <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, I just wonder how do we, how do we get out of it, Tony? How do you do you think? I well, I will Sorry, you know, how do we how do we get out of it, Tony? Catastrophe. <laughs> Going back full Catastrophe. circle. Catastrophe. Circle back to that.
1: No, I I sure hope not, man. I just I don't know. Like think about people in general. Most people don't change who they are. Yeah, they just don't. You're who you are, and you you don't change unless something drastic happens. Unless yeah. there's a life or death experience. Unless you. You know, lose someone that you care deeply about unless you get uh, arrested and have your freedom taken away for an extended period of time, unless you lose a child.
0: Gut check moment.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I I mean, I pray that those things, like something like that doesn't have to happen, but I I just, I don't know how we get out of it, man. I, I know that what we're doing right here, we're trying to help in any way we can. I know that, what i do in my life for my job like i I try and you know help in any way i can and we try and encourage as many people as we can and put good energy out there and then maybe if enough people put more good energy and more good energy that i'm i don't i don't know that i truly believe that but I, i i hope that and i guess if you still have hope there's a chance
0: well i think i will say i think we are in a and i think i forget this often um and I'm I'm going to try to work on reminding myself of this more is I've realized that through listening to some conversations um like Lex Friedman like we talked about he's uh, I've gotten up to even listening to him at like 1.8 times <laughs> <So> <laughs> slow he's so slow but he's he really is like if you listen to the words and really process them at some points he uh he's He's a brilliant guy that he's almost cute in a sense where he really, all of his ideas and everything he brings is just just from love. And he says it all the time. He's like, I just want... I just, you know, I really come from a place of love and it's like, oh, you're, you just want to like, I feel like he's probably like five, five. And I just want to like pat him on the head. Like, oh, you're so cute, Lex, even though your IQ is probably like three times mine. (laughs) If that, if, if not more. Um, But he, you know, he does that podcast and he talks about a lot of different things. He talks a lot of geeky things because he's an artificial intelligence guy but he comes from a place of love and he's talking and he does these long form podcasts too and one of the biggest things i've realized from listening to some of his stuff is as humans we are in a place that we've never been through our technology and our ability to communicate i think we're we're doing you know, a poor job at communicating a lot of, on on a lot of levels, but maybe we've always done a terribly poor job at communicating. And we're just realizing the, the, the capacity that we have now to communicate. So it's like,
1: Bro, that's a T-shirt idea. Bring back smoke signals and carrier pigeons. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. You know the, that, those communication levels. You know, are like maybe they've always been really, really crappy, and we're just now realizing that the, our ways of communicating have been, you know, transitioned into a form—social media and different things—that has such a higher capacity, and we are at such a poor level of fulfilling that capacity right now. So maybe in a sense maybe we only have to go up from here.
1: That's so Maybe option. maybe it's going to take time to to evolve to that. Yeah. And once we once that evolution happens then uh, maybe people send more encouraging comments and less dick pics and then the world right. will be a better place.
0: Yeah, we'll be better off. You know, we found ourselves in this internet and technology f- phase and place in time that I never even imagined being in it's
1: a hopeful thought
0: maybe that's what it is I,
1: I I like yours way better than I like mine
0: Yeah. well I just kind of thought of it right now like maybe maybe that's like this is you know communication of love trying to talk to people trying to hang out and you know have those discussions with people and communicate and maybe that's why we're so frustrated because we're just not fulfilling the capacity that we have.
1: almost sounds like that one book that talked about love. What was it called? The Bible?
0: There's a lot of things in that book.
1: There are, but it goes back <laughs> to that umbrella of love. And that that's something I've referred to. And all these things are like taken care of if love's at the top. Yeah. Not to, not to quote some man check and get all woo-woo.
0: <laughs> get all woo-woo. I always, if you have the capacity to, because I, I think he threw an M in there. Though. Yeah. He did, yeah. Oh, I, I like the way he said it, though. Yeah, man. I don't think he necessarily intended so, to capacity. say it that way, but I almost say every single time I say capacity, I, I hear compacity, And I'm like, son of a bitch, man, check. Like, I know. You. But yeah.
1: Every time he'd say that, though, all I thought about was the whistle goes,
0: woo, 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 woo. We just need to, we need to attempt to fulfill the capacity. Of communication and love that we have, well,
1: I think we're trying. I mean, I know I'm trying, and I know we're trying, trying with this.
0: Yeah, I may fail a lot. Well, but I'm trying. <laughs> I've, 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 I
1: think as long as people are just trying, yeah, then there's hope. I think when you stop trying, you're in a bad place. Yeah, or when the masses stop trying, you're in a bad place.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's it can be scary if you get caught up in the this this there's something there's something weird and there's something special not in a good way about social media about facebook and twitter and instagram like there's a there's a lot of darkness on there i think it's, it goes back to the clickbait thing but yeah
1: i don't i don't it doesn't have to be used as darkness so look it at, doesn't yeah. look at some of the crazy positive things that if people you know uh look at what is it crowd funding or what, what is that Will they raise money for people that went through some catastrophic event or no, something for or,
0: sure but i think it gives people just a room because even if like you have a really good beneficial like someone has something like really good or even concerning like hey like this person's going through a tough time and if that person's semi-famous or something like that somehow, there'd be people inevitably like inevitably inevit- inevitably <laughs> inevitably inevitably Inevitably, Can you throw an M in there for <clears> me? Get on there and be like, oh, fuck that guy. He's a piece of shit. I'm like, really? Like, how terrible is your life that that's what you spend your time doing?
1: Yeah, I think people, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying at all people, but it's a lot of, I feel like those people that say those things just want to feel better about their own lives.
0: Yeah. but I think it just makes them feel worse.
1: Oh, I'm not saying. You know that, I mean? I'm not saying the end result <laughs> like is is going to be something different. I'm just saying I think they say those things because stuff's so shitty in their life that you know they want to put other people's lives down, and then and what that goes back to is more
0: love. Yeah, I think it, it, there's there's a there's a time and a place.
3: I was just going to say, but that love doesn't have to be fucking rainbows and, no. and not, not clouds. Not at all. I think there's a no, lot of You could just with, not call someone a
1: piece of shit. Yeah. Like, maybe that's <laughs> formal love. Or say or, hey.
3: Or extreme honesty. Like that is that is love. You don't have to be an asshole when you say it, but-
1: Whoa, that sounds a lot like fat shaming.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: she's, she's like, uh, oh, should I go there? well I, I mean if someone if someone asked my opinion i'm you not the just,
2: megaphone
3: i'm no i'm just not i mean i'm not gonna put on someone's your bmi is probably very high which means you are not healthy like i'm not gonna do that if someone asks me if, as a you know professional in that area these days i would be honest but i just think that love covers a multitude of sins however Everyone's definition of love is also very different, right? Everyone thinks... Yep. Some people think that it's just rainbows and butterflies. And then in my family, it's extremely different. Well, there's tough you know? love. There's That's yeah. the only... Tough love is... was very important to me growing up. And it's how we're getting through with my dad. Oh,
1: you and mean you didn't get any participation trophies? There
3: was fucking nothing. <laughs> 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 I guess it's just... Like, saying love sounds great, but also there's, you know, you have to love yourself enough to, you know what, if you're triggered by this person's stuff, have some self-control and don't get on there and read it. If you, if this person makes you feel like a piece of shit, have some self-love and some self-control and either do something about it or don't look at their stuff. And that's just in general. That's not just online. It's just in general. So it's not just we all just need to love each other. Well, no, we need to take care of our own shit, right? We need to take care of our own house, our own stuff, and then see what what we can do.
1: Yeah, and for me, that's the umbrella. And it's not just loving everyone. It's just love in general. Like, you need to love yourself. You need to look in the mirror. And then all those things fall underneath there. Like, a lot of what you you know, you know said there was comes down to respect. Like, part of that love is part of that respect. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you have to enable or cater or anything like that like it could be a tough love or it could just be not saying anything like you said like maybe you know if it's not true kind necessary and encouraging maybe you shouldn't say it it's a dan leach quote right there yeah
0: coming i think maybe that's an important distinction too that just hit me at least the way i think about it is coming from a place of love
1: and that's that's another portal of love yeah, yeah, yeah like
0: to me and, and i think that's to me that's that's the key for me is you don't have to say you don't have to give awards and you know loving this constantly but if you come from a place of love i can say again tony you're fucking up because i want you to succeed and True. this that whatever it doesn't mean what i'm going to say is going to be easy for you to hear but it comes from a place that's loving and like saying hey like i'm doing this because i care about you whereas it's that just saying someone's a fuck up just because like, well, all right. Well, did you give them like an explanation? An explanation? Yeah. Did you give like, did you give them something? do Yeah. Did you give them some true? way to yeah. not be a fuck up? Was it, kind
1: <laughs> yeah. and, was it encouraging? Probably not. Was it necessary? Probably. But you should probably follow
0: up with something. Yeah. But I think just saying like, Hey, you're a piece of shit. Like that's not necessary. But I think like, I think there's a, you
3: should have gave miles some back workouts. <laughs>
0: yeah. I know. I totally fucked up there. But I think I read. I think I <laughs> amended that.
3: Yeah, I amended that. But I think it's- I took a picture of Fred shooting shit off of our back porch, and I wanted to try to send it to Miles. I was like, I'm going to send this to Tony <laughs> so that he understands, like, awesome. the masculinity of shooting shit with your gun off of your porch.
1: <laughs> I think for the next month we should just. It should be toxic masculinity month, and we should just. Four pictures to each other of the most ridiculous things and post them up here. <laughs> Obviously, jokingly.
3: Right. I, uh, uh. Before you said posting, I just are you gonna send each other dick pics or because oh, that's pretty toxic that's, masculinity.
0: I don't see that. I, I,
2: mm.
1: This is a doc-free zone here, Cassie. <laughs> get, your, get those weird ideas out of here, damn man. it!
0: And on that note, um. You know, I think it, it all comes you know, full circle to just in my mind what we're trying to do here. Obviously, we talked about having conversations open and honest, and things aren't always going to be easy or, you know, without offense. But, man, you know, people can just be. honest and allow people, you know, I had, I had a short conversation with somebody recently that said like they had posted some meme and I was like, what's that mean? Cause I don't get it. And I was like, I don't get what these three things have in common. Like, well, I just don't really like this person and that person or whatever. And I'm like, well, like, and then eventually they were just like, said like, Oh yeah, no, I can totally appreciate that. That person's trying to do this and this, whatever it was like, you realize even a person that has, a you know just a genuine outlook on things can be seen as somebody that is thinking something completely different than what they are and as soon as you have a conversation with them they're like oh no it's like i just thought it was fucking funny i don't really believe it like or i don't really totally subscribe to like the concept but i just thought it was funny and i think maybe 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 this is just my own fault that i've taken things too literally my entire life or, and I see things that people say. And when we, when you sit down and I'm sure people have done the same thing with me is you sit down with somebody going back to miles, having that conversation. that's completely fucking ridiculous. And in the end, he's like, you know, like I'm just having fun. <laughs> like, yeah, just trying to make it through life, having fun. Like, I just hope we get out on the other end of it as, as a whole.
1: I hope so too. Time to evolve again.
0: I think we are I think that's a good
1: time to get rid of some more of these vestigial organs.
0: Yeah. We've evolved. I think that's uh I think we're doing that more than what we realize at this point as a whole.
1: The evolution or needing to
0: evolve? The evolution. There's there's change that is rapidly occurring that we are standing in the middle of and I don't I don't think we realize it as to the degree that it's happening. I mean, we might be evolving into nuclear fallout or something completely different. <laughs> you never know, but I think we're in the middle of something.
1: Yeah, I, I think of it like I think of, like I said, those vestigial organs, so like the, the tailbone, the coccyx, the appendix, uh, I can't think of what that muscle was called, but had to do with um, arboreal like gripping. Um, there was a third eyelid that was in here that we still have the remnants of it and that we can, they're still there and they can exist, but we've learned to like, we don't need them anymore. Like we've got to a point where we're past those organs, if you will. Right. And I feel like we need to get to that point right now. Otherwise we're just going to fail as a whole.
0: Right. I think some of those things are good. Um, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of that talk discussion with, I think a lot of it's maybe that "quote unquote" organ. You just it's it's, it's more psychological. Now it's that fear of hey we don't we don't have to run away from apex predators anymore for the most part. There's some there's still some places you need to protect yourself from bears. I saw that and, cougar video, yeah, and cougars and whatnot. Yeah, but like you know, I think usually there's,
1: they're at the upper deck, but
0: right. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bar for anyone who not um, wow. but, but I think I, in my mind, I think, I think we're, we're moving on to a different stage of the same kind of evolution, we're, but now it's psychological True. where it's, we can stop beating the hell out of each other. We can stop, you know, forcing ourselves into these tribal groups because we don't have to protect ourselves from fucking wolves and, you know, and animals. And we, we don't have as nearly the the, yeah, f- but the flight or response like flight, flight order, or flight, fight yeah. response that we need to anymore. But I
1: feel like the predators are worse right now, man.
0: Well, they're they're ourselves.
1: They're bipedal predators.
0: Yeah. So I think that's if we can realize that we don't have to fight ourselves. I don't know if that'll ever happen.
1: I'm ready to fight a pack of
0: coyotes. Be much better, probably. <laughs> I'm i don't know maybe we can stop fighting each other and talk about it since we have the, give the ability.
1: Pe- give piece of chance
0: and the cognition to...
1: and the metacognition to understand our own emotions sorry animals right <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and on that note i think it's what it is let's let's uh start realizing that we're a lot more similar than we think
1: Amen and Woman. Jesus. <laughs>